At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. All righty, folks, welcome to it. It is time for another edition of Prop Watch here on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining along as we get you prepped for Monday Night Football with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, if you do want the full preview of this game and even an early look ahead to the upcoming NFL slate, make sure you check out our full episode that gives you an in-depth preview Also available here, same spot you're listening to this one, wherever you get your podcasts available, Brady Cannon and I break down the game and much, much more. Very in-depth in terms of analytics, going off the stats and the numbers and just our eye tests and overall feelings and thought process based around the outcome or potential outcome of this game. But make sure you give that a listen as well. All right, let's get into it. Some of the props that I am eyeing for this game. Now, it's it's very interesting because usually you have, if you're a book, you have these props all posted at least by Sunday night, you would figure. And typically, I try to get this episode out on Sunday night, but I've been holding off as long as I can because I wanted to see what other props were available. But a lot of these books have not offered the ones I were still interested in. So I just want to say if I do make any additional plays, like I say in every single episode, folks, make sure you check it out at vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. You can go look at our best bets page. Not only do you get my plays, you get all of our show hosts and guests in their top plays for whatever sport. And that goes for saying with me too, right? I mean, I'm not just betting NFL. I'm betting college and we're betting NBA. We're betting hockey. A lot of good things happening there at vsin. So make sure you give that a gander. 
But Najee Harris is the guy that I'm looking at first and foremost. And I typically wouldn't want to get involved with Najee Harris because there hasn't been anything positive with Harris this season. But I'm not necessarily considering him and what he can do on the ground attack. I'm more curious to see what he can do in the passing game. His receptions prop is two and a half. The over is pretty taxing, okay? It's about minus 160. I've seen some books have like minus 165. Ideally, you wouldn't play it over minus 165, but I did play this at minus 160. Now, the reason that I do like Najee Harris over two and a half receptions, and I think it's worth the juice, is because he's averaging about three per game, and he's getting three and a half targets. All right. Now, I didn't do his receiving yards because it was like 18 and a half, and he's only getting 14 per game. He's getting just five yards per reception. So when he is getting the ball in the passing game, he's really not making the most of it. But it stood out to me also because Indianapolis is allowing opposing tailbacks six receptions out of the backfield for about 42 and a half receiving yards per game. And what's also notable about this spot is that the Pittsburgh Steelers backup running back Jalen Warren, who just so happens to also take a sizable chunk of the passing attack out of the backfield, is going to be absent from this game. So that should open the door even more so to putting the passing effort on Najee Harris if it's coming from a player out of the backfield, okay? Now, if you look at since the Bills game, when Kenny Pickett really got integrated in this offense, that's when you started seeing the sample size of Najee getting involved in the passing game increase. So out of those six games since the Buffalo game, Najee has gotten three or more receptions in four out of those six games. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a plethora of receivers. I mean, you lost Chase Claypool, but you still got Deontay Johnson. You still got Pickens. You got Fryer Muth, who's your tight end, who's really been a, a solid guy, and just some other dudes who fill in pretty well. But when you look at this matchup against Indianapolis, this is one of the better pass defenses in the NFL. They rank 14th according to DVOA. Take that into account as much as you want, but really... The main stat to consider here, in my opinion, would be opponent yards per completion. Nine and a half. That's top 10 in the NFL. That means that even if some of your top guys are getting the ball down the field, they're not really making the most of it. In, in comparison, the Steelers allowing 12.2 yards per completion, which is dead last. So I think the coverage is going to be pretty strong from Indianapolis deep. And with a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, who's already in the underdog role here, well, I feel like the safer, more secure pass, whether it's a screen or a dump off, the check down to Najee Harris, will be an open option very frequently. So that's where I see this worth laying the higher juice of minus 160. Not something that I want to entertain that often with a guy like Najee Harris, who isn't cruising over this number. But I think in this particular situation, it's worth the look and worth the play. So count me in for Najee Harris over two and a half receptions at the price of minus 160. I wouldn't play at minus 170 or above because then it's kind of really getting ridiculous. But hey, to each their own. I'm just telling you how I would play it. But I do foresee Najee Harris getting about four catches in this game. So again, I was telling you that I didn't really have the props available for these other areas that I wanted to discuss. But I do want to throw out some notable numbers in the meantime. So I was trying to get involved, uh, maybe in the defensive side, really trying to find some good angles for you guys. And what stood out was Indianapolis and how they are allowing the most sacks per game in the NFL at 3.6. 
And Pittsburgh is a defense that is blitzing 30% of the time on quarterback dropbacks, which is fifth most in the NFL. Matt Ryan has gotten sacked more than once in every game except against Jacksonville and except against the Raiders. So then you look at Pittsburgh's defense and go, all right, who's consistently getting the most action on the sacks? And that would be Alex Highsmith. You can bet him, I saw at least at Bet Rivers, over a half a sack at plus 115. Because remember, they counted if it's solo, assisted, all of those type of things. But Highsmith has nine sacks on the year, which is the most on the team. And he has two and a half in the last two games. So if you think that Indianapolis is going to falter once again in terms of protecting the immobile Matt Ryan, maybe look at Alex Highsmith over half a sack at plus 115 if you think he's going to get some heavy action with Matt Ryan. That would be an angle to consider. And that was really just also because of the numbers that stood out. And then another one that I'm actually very much contemplating, but I'm not sure I'm going to get there because I don't focus too much on the defensive side, but the numbers would add up would be Miles Jack over seven and a half total tackles. And, and basically, it, it counts as tackles and assists, okay? So that's why uh, this makes it more intriguing because he's averaging nine total tackles per game. That counts solo and assists. And he's gotten over seven and a half in seven out of nine games. Miles Jack has 81 total tackles this season. Devin Bush was the next closest with 54. Yeah, so Jack is getting around the ball left and right. And assuming that this offense is going to be where Jack is going to be playing, right, more in the flat, uh, not too deep in coverage, and maybe a run-heavy offense with Jonathan Taylor, if he breaks through the line, then Miles Jack will have open field opportunities on Jonathan Taylor. The shorter passes to the flat from Matt Ryan can open up the door for Miles Jack to get a lot more action on the defensive side of the ball. So that's what I also think makes Miles Jack over seven and a half tackles a very, very intriguing bet. Another one to consider. Now, here's another number that uh, also stood out. And I already mentioned it, but the Steelers allowing 2.2, or, or no, I didn't mention this actually. I mentioned the yards per completion. I didn't mention that the Steelers also are allowing the most passing touchdowns per game, 2.2. That is dead last. Matt Ryan, if you think he gets two passing touchdowns in this game, over one and a half is plus 126. However, he has only thrown for more than one passing touchdown in three games this year. But also, again, the Steelers allowing 12.2 yards per completion. That's 32nd. I don't think it's worth trusting Matt Ryan. But if you like the plus money price, that's a notable number that stands out in terms of props. And then finally, another area I want to consider, but it is not listed right now. Well, there's a couple. But uh, most importantly, because I was going to say, like, they haven't put pass completions or pass attempts up. And that's been infuriating. But I'm actually kind of intrigued to see what Chase McLaughlin's props are going to be. The kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I'm circling him out because the last three games, the Colts are scoring a touchdown in the red zone only 28.6% of the time. That's a very, very low amount. And even overall on the year, it's just at 43%. So not a high clip for the Colts having success finding six when they enter the red zone. So that means that Chase McLaughlin then is called out to settle for a field goal. And this is already what we are expecting to be a lower scoring game with a total at 39 and a half. And you get a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that is limiting opponents to scoring a touchdown in the red zone just 55% of the time. 
Now, that doesn't account for TJ Watt being back in the mix necessarily, so that's another force to be reckoned with. And I think that Matt Ryan and this Colts offense, if they do find some success, it's going to be a slower, methodical drive, but the Steelers will be able to recover and limit them to field goals more often than not. I could see Chase McLaughlin getting about two field goals in this game. So again, I'm curious to see where these books post it, if it's over one and a half field goals and what the price is going to be and its total kicking points. I wonder where that's going to be as well, because he's averaging 7.4 kicking points per game. He's making 2.1 field goals on 2.6 attempts, 19 to 23 on the year. He's 10 of 10 on extra points in nine games. He's getting 1.1 on 1.1 attempts. You know, I knocked on wood. I don't want the uh, the broadcaster's jinx here with McLaughlin, but I do want to see what opportunities we can get with him. So again, make sure you kind of scour around and see if I'm tweeting out about it at DannyBurke5. And then, of course, at VEASAN.com on our Best Bets log page if I make any of those additional plays. But if we get McLaughlin one and a half, with not juice to the over, or if there is, it's not over like, minus 120, then I think we should consider him over his field goal props. And I think if you're at like six and a half for the kicking points, I mean, it's kind of a lot to ask in a lower scoring game. That's the thing. So I'd rather just do the field goals at that point because you're not going to get over six and a half kicking points with this Colts team scoring touchdowns realistically, right? So the way you're going to have to get there is by two field goals. And you would cover the over one and a half field goals made prop, but you could easily get two field goals and no extra points and then get screwed on over six and a half, correct? And then it's another opportunity where he can miss a kick and screw you if he goes over one on the extra point. We saw two missed extra points in Sunday night football. Wouldn't shock me to see more. That's just how it's been with the with the kick moved back. It's kind of wonky. But again, I think if we get one and a half field goals, we should entertain the over and I'll monitor that and I'll update it if it's worth the play. But officially, all I got riding tonight, uh, we got Najee Harris over two and a half receptions at the price of minus 160. Let's hope he comes home for us. Let's hope Kenny Pickett dishes it off to him and we can cruise on some of our prop bets for Monday Night Football. But let me know what you're playing, folks. Feel free to reach out on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Always appreciate if you like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you check out Brady Cannon and I breaking down this game fully in-depth start to finish this game and many more for the upcoming slate in the NFL. But that's going to be a wrap, folks. We will catch up again to preview Thursday Night Football. Matt Eumann's back in the saddle. Looking forward to it, folks. Should be a fun week. Best of luck and take care.